Hey, welcome back to our Very Viral Podcast. This is episode two. I'm your host, Very Gary. And I'm your other host, Viral Elijah. Last week we covered coronavirus. <laughs> it's still going on right now, <laughs> as you may know. Uh, it's a very serious topic. This week we thought we'd do something a little bit more lighthearted. We're going to be covering a show on Netflix called Love is Blind. You may have heard of it. Hopefully you've heard of it. And if you haven't, uh, maybe listen to this with like your ears halfway open, just in case. Yeah. There will be spoilers. Definitely... Spoiler yeah. alert. Spoiler alert. Spoilers left and right. <laughs> so if you don't want to know what happens, <clears throat> um, but you do want a coronavirus update, we will be doing one at the end of the um, episode. So um, please listen for that. Um, a lot of very important updates on that and um, some a lot of new information that's come out. So hope you guys enjoy. Hey, what's up? Have you heard of Love is Blind? Oh yeah, it's very viral. Alright, Elijah. So I've got a question for you. I have an answer, I think. <laughs> is love blind? Oh, and that's going to be the topic, isn't it? <laughs> is love blind? So interestingly enough, right. So we actually have a show to talk about that has answered this question hopefully is it maybe is, yeah i'm like is it a guaranteed answer is it really no <laughs> we st we're still unsure i think everyone on that right. show is unsure as well i think so yeah so do you want to i guess we should give a quick overview for people that haven't seen it so the, the idea of the show is is uh i think you can explain it better though okay so how do i wrap this up in a very quick but very descriptive way it's basically if you're taking the bachelor love island and 90 day fiance and just jam packing all of that into a three-week show like that is what love is blind right and at the end they tried to convince you that love is blind like I mean, at the reunion, they literally forced everyone to be like, love is blind, when in reality, I'm like, Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> right. It's it's like a crash course in reality TV. Yeah. It's like Netflix tried to pick and choose all the best parts of reality TV, attach a cliche to it, and then make it into a show. Yeah, it was literally like MTV and VH1 combined, but with a Netflix budget. Right. So and it was great. It, oh, it was, it was amazing. amazing trash TV. I was obsessed. <laughs> it was so worth watching. Yeah. So the idea was they were they they basically put a wall between people and they took all these all these men and women and they said you're going to speed date but you're not going to see the other person. You're just going to talk through a wall and let's see what happens. And it's like imagine literally just being completely like isolated in this private room and you're talking to someone through a wall like it i literally can't wrap my head around the fact that they were able to actually adapt to that because i mean they were in there for what was it like almost like 28 days or something like that like they were dating in the pods before they got engaged yeah i think it came out later that it you know the show makes it seem like they they kind of it varied, right? Like some people, it seemed like they talked really fast and then other people not, not so much. But I think the show later came out and just said, you know, these people, like for some, it was really fast. And then others, like they actually dated a number of times that it just wasn't shown. Yeah, like some of the people that they were talking about, they're like, oh yeah, like 
we dated up until the very last week and it was like the it was a couple that literally it didn't even show that like on the actual show like it didn't show that they were dating all the way up until the end right 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 there's a lot of a lot <laughs> i think the editing definitely made it more impactful as well um it, if <laughs> in the show i think they <laughs> tried to try they, you know the couples met at different speeds and then they kind of got to the stage of um proposing it at different speeds and then so like based on the editing it made you think that these some couples reached there really fast and then others took way longer to get there but i guess we don't really know if some people took like the actual, yeah, time. The actual time and like i think the part i still can't wrap my head around is the fact that these people literally not once ever saw each other before proposing so <laughs> right. literally the title of the show is love is blind because they proposed and became engaged without seeing each other it was strictly just through talking to each other which yeah like kudos to them for even doing that but that's i don't know i could not imagine being in that situation right right and i think <laughs> it's funny because the the premise is that the personality is what matters a lot but then you'd hear people say oh that person just has a really sexy voice oh like <laughs> it's not so much the personality it's just you hear the voice and and uh cameron who, who he, he like seemed to have this like affectation like his voice changed in the in the pods where it's like he he wanted to sound a certain way to the people and the people like the voice more than <laughs> more than the personality Cameron was an interesting one. He still is an yeah. interesting one. Yeah. Definitely his scientist mind is constantly like on compared to <laughs> Lauren. Who, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get into that later. Yeah. I'm like, out of all the people, okay, so there was a total of 10 people that made it through to the, like where they got engaged and mm -hmm. went on like their honeymoon, like pre-honeymoon, essentially. Like they went on a vacation to Mexico and then from there they had to go back home. But like out of those 10 people who, not necessarily who is your favorite couple, but who is your favorite person? They My could be favorite bad. person? Yeah. Like yeah. It could be like someone that was outrageous or it could be like just the coolest person. I don't know. Um, I, I, I kind of go back and forth. I mean, I, I thought Amber was a lot of fun to watch but she was really scary she was a fucking mess she, she was great for reality tv shows so she's she was like if if i thought of you know real housewives of whatever like she could be on that show because she was threatening to kill him if he left him she was threatening like she was and, like okay the thing about that is i do not think she was joking <laughs> right she was literally like, do not leave me. Right. I will That's kill exactly you. <laughs> how she felt. Yeah. So I don't know if she's had exes that can attest to her, you know, maybe their her exes aren't even around anymore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we just don't know. Maybe she's she's never had relationships because she's like, no one no one survived them. <laughs> she's like, they all tried to leave me and I showed them that they couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think my other so I, I think I, I liked Mark mostly just because he was just so young and so kind of romantic and idealistic. And he was like, it doesn't matter what the age difference is. I, I will always love you. I'm, I'm just a romantic. I, I will always try to, you know, 
um, be the romantic Warm one. Warm. Yeah. And uh, he it was, was, it was, uh, it was a young, yeah, young. Like I felt so yeah. bad for him too. Cause you could tell, like he was actually trying to make it work. Like, like granted, yeah, it's a reality TV show, but you could tell he was like, no, like I'm fully like committing to this. And he got stuck with, I'm going to say, honestly, my favorite person of the show. Mm, it's a tie between two people, but he was with Jessica Jessica was 30, she's 34, right? Mm-hmm. And Mark was 24. 34. Yep. And Mark was 24. So there's a 10 year age difference. Jessica was all hung up about that. Like that was literally the only thing she could keep focusing on. Uh, she also focused on his height because he wasn't <laughs> tall enough <laughs> for her. Um, overall, like she was a hot mess and it was definitely one of the most entertaining things to see because I don't think there was a single moment of screen time where she did not have a glass of wine in her hand. She was, she was, I, I, I am a hundred percent sure that 80% of the time she was oh, drunk. hands down. But at least all the screen time that she got, she was yeah. drunk. Yeah. Like she, I feel like she's the type that she has like her live, laugh, love poster and she just crushed like a whole box of wine. Actually, no, she was kind of classy. So she crushed like two bottles of wine. We'll put it that way. She was, yeah. She was thirty four, so she, yeah. she, she felt like she had a responsibility to, you know, be 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 a little bit more true. I mean, she was she was very much a realist on the show. Yeah, like I think, eh, I think, eh. I mean, the one thing she wasn't real about though was her voice. <laughs> right. She did have she did have like her like I don't even know how what to describe that as almost like her flirty voice with guys and then she had like her actual normal voice yeah and the vocal octave chords like there was a clear difference as far as how she was talking and sometimes like she would almost like catch herself and then switch back to me like oh my gosh you're so sweet <laughs> like <laughs> right i think if there's if uh, there was any evidence that the uh the interviews and the screen time like they're they're not shot at the same time um it no, was that not. where when she was with mark she was using that kind of baby voice and i don't know maybe maybe it was because he was 24 so she she felt like he was like her younger brother or something and she was talking she to was him literally like coddling him <laughs> right um but then it would switch to the interview and you'd be like that's not the same person like they yeah they must have dubbed that they're like um uh, so we're gonna have someone dub over you for this part but just like just sign off on it it's in the contract yeah just just move your mouth you got yeah, the villain yeah, yeah. edit um yeah. and my other favorite person bless her heart was giannina uh what was her middle name it was giannina milady ghibli was that her last name Gibelli. Gibelli. okay Gibelli. i'm so sorry for that yeah um yeah <laughs> okay so reason she was my favorite um she worked the screen time she knew as soon as those cameras were on that she like she was getting her moment because like there was times where it was like okay like she there's no way she's actually like this but honestly she kind of sold it like she seemed like a firecracker that like well, well, she might have been. Maybe maybe that is how she is all the that, time. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if, if that was an act, like, honestly, where's her Academy Award? Because she definitely deserved it after that. Right. And right. the fact that the person she was with was Damien Powers, first of all, that name. It, I, it's like a secret yeah. agent. It's like you couldn't come up with a more perfect name for a spy. <laughs> Damien Powers. And he had kind of like a weird angry uh, like 
how would you even describe his personality? Because like he was very passionate, but almost in like it was kind of frightening. Yeah, he had a he had an intensity to him, like a it, like there was always something under the surface. So even when he even when he was talking about something happy, he had this 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 look on his face. Like it it wasn't it wasn't real real happiness. It was yeah. It's it was hard like to he describe. wanted to punch a wall. Right. <laughs> it was literally like he just wanted to punch a hole in the wall, but out of happiness. Like, it made no sense at all. <laughs> right. Right. So so uh, it's like when, um, on, like, certain TV shows, when they tell people not to smile. Like, I used to watch Hawaii Five-0, <laughs> and um, the, the Korean actor on there, like, he's, you see interviews of him, he's, like, super normal. Um, and I forget, maybe it wasn't necessarily this show, but on, on one of the shows he was on, they wouldn't let him smile. It was the weirdest thing. Like, he was always, like, super intense, and they wouldn't let him smile. And I feel like that's what the producers told Damien. Like, your smile is creepy, or just don't smile. Just always be intense. <laughs> They're like, just just stick to your strengths. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, just that look. That Yeah, that intense look, yeah, that's perfect. Just They're keep like... that. 100% of the time. Make sure you look like you're breaking out in hives on your face um, and that you are crying with right. just one single teardrop falling out and that is perfect. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it, I mean, his, you know, the, I think the dynamic that, the, you know, between Jessica and Mark, like that dynamic was great. And then between Giannina and Damien, that dynamic was probably even better. Like, like it was... Honestly, like best reality was, TV show moments between those two couples right. easily yeah. um okay so i want to give a personal award to and this is nothing personal towards them as people because i don't know them personally but uh kelly and kenny first of all the names way too close together for them to be a couple uh, my award to them is i'm so sorry that you guys got the boring edit <laughs> Unless you guys were boring, because it ugh, every time they came on screen, I was just like, okay, we get it. You guys are in love, like you guys are just a basic couple. Like we get it. There, like there was no like passion there, and it was kind of awkward to watch. Yeah, especially when she hit him with the oh, like I don't want to have sex with you. Well, I think yeah. I mean, I think it made a lot more sense at the end why there just wasn't passion there. Yeah, like I think going through like. The way that they edited it, edited it in the beginning, it felt like they wanted them to be the perfect couple. Like, look at these two; they're um, they're just getting along. They they enjoy each other's company. They're just the perfect couple. There's no drama there. And then like, at the end, no drama. Literally no drama, right? And then at the end, um, you find out. Well, maybe she just was never that into him and that's why there wasn't that passion and then it all kind of clicks then then it really makes sense yeah yeah his honestly like that was a twist i was not expecting at the end because i think it was the second to last episode like as far as like on their relationship (laughs) is when all of a sudden she was like yeah like i don't know if i see myself with him like to her best friend and everyone was like what what right because that was like the complete opposite of the edit the entire season and and i thought at that point that the producers were just trying to get her to say some, you know, introduce some doubt, right? Like, otherwise, it'd be too straightforward. Like, oh, I love him. I, I want to marry him. And then he goes, I, yeah, I love her. I want to marry her. And then that was it. There was just nothing else 
they they got married and no drama. Um, so I thought maybe the producers wanted her to just show some doubt, and then we find out that no, that was real. That that was the real relationship. <laughs> They're like, we kept that hidden from you guys the entire time. Right. <laughs> that was the whole plot twist. <laughs> it really was. But it was kind yeah. of like a... I mean, they got the boring edit the whole time, and it was kind of like the boring twist, too. hate to say it, but... <laughs> and then Amber and... I just blinked on his name. How did I... So he goes that? by Barnett in the his name is show, Matt. but his real name's Matt. Okay, that's why right. I got confused for a sec. Okay. Yeah. So she calls him, she calls him Matt later in interviews, but they... For whatever reason, I guess he goes by Barnett usually, and so on the show they always called him Barnett. Yeah. Barnett, Barnett. And Jessica, who was with Mark, so Jessica was the thirty-four-year-old. Like she, she knew what she wanted. Like she was like, "I'm ready to settle," but I'm not ready to settle because she had commitment issues. Uh, she had her eyes set on Barnett. Like she had those talons right. out. He was gonna be hers, but then Amber, who we i think we've come to the general consensus that she most likely would murder him if he didn't choose her um yeah for sure so it was an interesting like love triangle because barnett was definitely the centerpiece of all of it because he was stringing jessica along so barnett i think when when we went into the when we started watching the show i I don't know if they introduced him as kind of engineer so he he always kind of seemed like the frat boy like he was he was that guy he was the player he was the one that every girl would fall in love with then he would want to be with all of them and then so that's definitely the way they edited the show as well so he he was choosing basically between amber jessica and then um lc who was this other girl i really liked lc i was sad she didn't make it yeah lc seemed really down to earth um but of course barnett you know he he wanted excitement (laughs) so he had to choose between the, the 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 ones that um had the stronger opinions. He was like, if I have three options, I'm going to weigh them out. <laughs> yeah. Jessica. He's the one that would jump off a bridge mm-hmm. if given the choice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> can we talk about the moment when <laughs> he said to Jessica when they were in the pods, he was like, yeah, like I would marry you if there was no other people like in this, in this, uh, in this room <laughs> right. or like in this competition. And right. all she heard, and you could see it, like whether that was editing or not, you could literally see a twinkle in her eye because she she did not hear the part of him saying like I would marry you if there wasn't like if there was no other people here. All she heard was yeah. I'm gonna marry you because she was dead set on that. Like right, and you yeah, because she was drunk. I mean, she had her bottle of wine with her like in hand, <laughs> and <laughs> when she walked back to the room, she told Amber she was like. Well, he just told me that we're getting married. And, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. She's really trying. Like, right. Yeah, she, uh, <laughs> well, first of all, it was a weird line. And I don't think she, I don't think she really heard it. I mean, I don't think that Barnett really heard it either, <laughs> but she definitely didn't hear it. And, yeah, she, she took that to mean we are getting married tomorrow. <laughs> and it was so bad when he, when she expected to hear the proposal and instead heard uh you're not the one basically oh yeah but you got a feel for her i, I mean did. she like, i think that's why she's one of my favorites yeah i think that she uh 
I, I think that it was maybe, I, I, I don't, I don't know if it was like really fair to her the way that he did it. You know, I, I think I, we don't know the order in which he did it, but it seemed like the he had been talking to her a lot, and then they really led up to the, I think he's going to choose her moment, and then he didn't choose her. Mm-hmm. Um. So maybe maybe it was that way. Maybe like he had been leading her on really hard the whole time. So because then like it was at the reunion when she was saying that like she respected like Amber's and his relationship, but I mean Amber was pissed still at her because yeah, and like you have to think about it in the aspect of like Amber basically watched everything happen because this was filmed back in 2018. So mm-hmm. that was over two years ago. Yeah, that's a key point, actually. Yeah. Yep. So, like, they've been married for this long, for almost two years, and she's sitting there watching back everything that happened, as far as, like, the conversations between Jessica and Barnett, like, after they yeah. already became couples. Like, a year and a half later. A year and a half later. <laughs> like, that had to have been so awkward, like, being at the reunion show and, like, basically being in a room as the same person that was trying to steal, like, basically your husband from you like oh yeah for sure and and you know that she's watching this probably with barnett right next to her oh as well. yeah like i can't imagine what so her reaction hard. like barnett had to deal with this in private as well yeah yeah he definitely looks like he yeah actually what's funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what's funny is they they ended up going on so the three so um lauren and cameron who we'll get to and then amber barnett janina and damien went on the ellen show and uh, Barnett actually said that before the taping of the reunion, he had to tell Amber to tone it down. So he was like, oh, that was like 20% of what she was at. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. She was, she was hyped. She was ready. Yeah. Oof. And then <laughs> Lauren Cameron, our Influencers of the Year award. <laughs> for sure they they played it they played it well they're still playing it very well as far as like the we success. think yeah. yeah yeah i i definitely i i don't know about you but i i think the the way that the show so they were the first ones on the show to get engaged mm-hmm. and so they were definitely the fan favorite um lauren was uh a, i guess a content creator influencer so she really knew how to speak to the camera. Like she was really like, good on. Camera. Yeah, she already she knew what she was doing. Right. Um, she was talking about herself, like flu, like just it was so natural to her to talk into a camera. Um, and then of course Cameron uh, is this scientist, and I don't know. He was the one that had that weird, like it was like the opposite of Jessica, where instead of a baby, he like tried to be older with his voice like he had this very kind of sultry tone to his voice when he was talking to to the people and then later you found out that that's not actually the way that he talked um but right so they're they're still together and they are on every talk show every talk show every every show i mean they probably have a dozen sponsors at this point dozen sponsored videos just they're everywhere like they're at red carpets they're on magazines like they're they started their own youtube channel which i remember because we basically we had a whole viewing party i mean i don't know what episode it was probably like 
the second week when we were all like oh god like please don't be that couple that starts a youtube channel and as soon as they made the announcement we were all just like oh no like they did it they're going for it which all like we knew it was coming yeah Yeah. like kudos to them for going for it but and like i really hope the best for them because they are like a really cute couple but i think as far as like the their relationship now is definitely like it's a company like yeah from this from this point on like their relationship is literally a business like which sounds like it it's different i think when it comes to as far as like being like in social space because like now the pressure is like they're gonna always have to portray like that they're happy that they're doing good i mean they Mm -hmm. could be raw and honest but at the same time like everyone's gonna be watching them as like their quote-unquote favorite couple right right and and that's that's the part that i don't know if they've you know i i I am still not convinced (laughs) so (laughs) to me right so i think so so the the big selling point for them was um this is this is kind of an all-american story right so so cameron is um he's white he's he grew up in maine um he's a scientist you know he's kind of this like you know um normal guy that everyone knows right so he could be your neighbor right and then lauren you know the whole narrative was um she i think she is from michigan maybe um she's african-american she she really played that part up like not be not really being sure whether being with a white guy was the right thing to do how her friends would respond um because it was her first time like being with a white guy and yeah exactly alone, she's marrying him so yeah right yeah. first time introducing a boyfriend to her dad um so right so everything was on on the table right so i think i think people really enjoyed that aspect of it but now i feel like because that because they told that narrative there's all this additional pressure on them because it's not just a relationship anymore it's like somehow become more of a kind of like a cultural test or a a, a, a test of whether these things can work. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and I don't know. I, it, it's it's probably tough. You know, I, I don't know how people would react if one day they just decide to split. You know, it was yeah. the story like it wasn't, it just wasn't meant to be from Love is Blind or is the story going to be like, they're monetizing the, off the of race their, <laughs> their separation right right like the race got in the way right so I, I i can't imagine i mean she yeah it's and like the other part like that everyone has to think about like i mean i mean i've thought about it too is the fact like they've had a year and a half basically to plan their a game as far as like what they the wanted take to launch over the world. Like, yeah. when all of it was revealed that they're still together and like they had all this time to like prepare themselves to like launch themselves into the social light and i mean they're doing a good job at it like yeah absolutely. can't take away that credit from them I wish them the best um yeah giannina she is officially an influencer as well 
Yeah, I don't think we spent enough time on her. Yeah, no, she... I, I don't know why. She, like, she just had, like, a soft spot in my heart. Like, I, she was crazy. And I... She was... I don't... I literally do not know how to describe her. Like, <laughs> the most chaotic energy I have ever seen on reality TV. Because mm-hmm. she would go from, like, being completely calm to just, like not like a tyrant but just her words were so like vicious that it was almost terrifying like like how quickly she thought of them yeah like it was literally like on a flip of a switch like when she <laughs> when they started like they were not even like actually arguing they were literally just like having a casual conversation and then all of a sudden she was like motherfucker like to him <laughs> right. and i was like what the <laughs> like what <laughs> Yeah, it, like and what always made it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, it was so out of nowhere. And then she was, like mumbled under her breath. She was like, "No, listen, fucker." Like, I was just like, "This cannot be happening right now." <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was it, oh, and the centerpiece of all of it was because it was when Jessica was talking to Barnett, or no, Jessica was talking to Amber in yeah. the uh, like hotel lobby. Thing. right they had that social gathering yep yeah oh my gosh and then yeah because then they kind of like squashed whatever they had going on but then all of a sudden like giannina and damien's just started fighting out of nowhere like, yeah. oh my gosh and and i don't know if i don't know if damien's it's it's like <clears throat> it was hard to tell because damien's always so intense <laughs> So I'm like, is he actually that mad like is this fight really them two fighting or or is it like super one-sided <laughs> you know like you can never get a good read on damien where uh you, you know giannina was mad but then he had he had this intensity and he'd be like well no you don't you don't understand what we're like what um you don't communicate to me and, and things like that and, you, and you're like is he mad or is he just is this just as intense yeah. like normal so like, it's definitely hard to differentiate between like whether he was actually upset or if he was just like like that was his permanent personality yeah and yeah yeah like she from what i gathered from watching and obviously like it's all like edited and post-production all that like they can choose kind of the edit that they want to give someone but like what i got from watching her was that she was like she likes to kind of like stir the waters and like start fights like that was almost like her way of like making sure that he still loved her like mm-hmm. she was that type of person yeah i could definitely see that and like she had one of the most iconic quotes too <laughs> when <laughs> after another fight uh when <laughs> she was like so you know how you always tell me that that was the best sex of your life do you ever notice that i don't say it back like <laughs> right. who in their right mind thinks of something like that like and she <laughs> thought of it so quickly and i was like oh my god she like she went for the jugular on that yeah yeah Ugh. and and actually what really took me aback was how calmly damien took it he didn't even react i he didn't even react right <laughs> like it was like he was all like out of fighting like yeah or or like he was used to maybe he was just used to her saying these things like you wonder what kind of things she said off camera where oh my God, probably awful he was just kind of immune to it yeah right 
like oh it's it's just this is just her because <laughs> then i remember like he got yeah. upset at her at the restaurant because she was on her phone because like they went like mm-hmm. i think it was like over three weeks without phones and then like he got upset at her but then like obviously she definitely overreacted yeah oh bless her heart yeah but she was so spontaneous definitely which made for great tv you know like when 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 damien proposed to her oh my god there was just this this kind of awkward pause and and you could you know as a viewer you're like oh no giannina's not gonna say anything and then she starts and then i think it it cut i mean it's netflix so it didn't have ads but they they somehow introduced this like kind of dramatic like Oh no! It was the end of an episode or think, something like that. Wasn't it the end of the like the first week? Yeah, I think it was. That, I think it was that like was that the carryover. Right, right. And then it comes back, and then she gets on her knee on one knee, and then proposes back to him, which is like it was beautiful, right? Like that was the 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 way that she thought of that, and the way that she did it. It was great. Like I think everyone instantly was like. Oh, that's that's amazing! I can't believe that she she did that, and you know that that's, like that was a power move. Yeah, that was a power move, and and I think you know he was like really glad that she did it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later she said, "Oh, it wasn't planned; it, it was just kind of spontaneous." But it kind of gives you a sense of like her mind just works differently. You know it's, that in that yeah. moment she thought, "Ah, oh, no, he's not going to propose to me. I'm I'm going to propose to him." <laughs> right. She had that fiery attitude for sure yeah and then there's there's something else about her honestly i forget oh actually like the silver lining of their whole relationship is the fact that they're actually still dating like they they didn't get married Mm -hmm. at the end like he kind of okay i think it was a setup (laughs) because (laughs) Well, right. Let's her talk reaction. about let's talk about the behind the scenes. Yeah, <laughs> like her reaction was Academy Award status again. Like she deserves all the awards because um, <laughs> she sold it. But I think right. Loki, like they already knew that they weren't going to get married, and she was like, "Okay, we have to figure out like how to make this a memorable moment, how to make it compelling." Yep, for TV. Because like, when he proposed to her, he gave her a bow. It was like, like take this bow as like a part of me or something. Yeah, like that. very intense. Right. And then, at the end, she ripped a piece of her wedding dress. It was like you can have it back. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't. It wasn't actually the bow. No, I... it was like a representative of it. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. So I wonder if she thought of that on the spot too, because that that's like very involved to think back to like the proposal and, and do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you so want clearly yeah. she's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> right, and what's funny is uh that that scene where she, you know, after he says, you know, I don't I can't I can't marry you and she runs out, she slips and there's that stain on her dress. Right? So when we were watching, we noticed like when they went mm-hmm. back to her mm-hmm. approaching him, she had um she had changed. Like that stain was gone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then so in a in a later interview, it, it, she was like it was so smooth. She um i think it was alan said oh you you know you slipped and fell and then she instantly replied yeah i slipped and fell but then i brushed it off and then like the next Uh, scene where i'm like that's so brilliant she 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 recognized probably that people saw 
that the stain was gone. And then she responded, oh, I just brushed it off like it wasn't, a, you know, it wasn't a permanent stain. I was just able like to clean it, it off. Right. Huh. Yeah. yeah. But Honestly. it definitely felt planned, right? It, it felt mm. like, it felt like they they came back to film that scene when. Like they had, like had to do like a second take. Yeah. 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 TV is interesting as far right. as like not knowing what's actually real and what, like what is. Yeah, like, for I, sure. I always assume when watching reality TV that I don't assume that it's scripted per se, but I do assume that there are like storylines that are definitely being pushed by producers. Cause I mean, they're kind of like manipulating all of them, but yeah. I don't think as far as like most of the time, like their actual reactions, I do not think that they're scripted because if they are like, they're all amazing actors. Like, <laughs> yeah, they well, are talented. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and and it's really hard to know because I think later, later I think it was Jessica maybe that posted some photos and you could see that even the scenes where, I mean, a, a, a TV show is quite a large production, right? You have like yeah. a lot of people involved in each shot. And so you could see that even the, the scenes where they were separate, they were in the hotel together, Jessica and Mark, there were other people there too. And so you just don't, you don't really, you know, on the show, it makes you think, oh, they're just two people having a conversation, but you don't see all the other people around. And I'm sure that changes how you feel too. It, it's not as intimate as they want you to believe. No, because it's like, I mean, if you're having a camera crew there, like that kind of just takes away from it. Right. Like as far as like actual intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Like the show, like honestly was incredible because it was so like it was only three weeks uh, each week was only like what four or five episodes except for the last week was only one yeah and like it was just so well done it was as far as like the drama the editing like i hate to say it but i was definitely involved in just all of it like i couldn't stop watching yeah me too and it was that rare show where you didn't so, I mean, <laughs> Nick Lachey and Vanessa, Vanessa Lachey were supposed to be the oh hosts, but the gosh. show, the show <laughs> succeeded in spite of their hosting. <laughs> you didn't really like that. That's what was great. You didn't really notice that they were there. Right. You didn't really need them at all. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't, you know, the editing was so good. It, it was, it, it flowed so well, you know, week to week, like people, you got really invested in the characters and you didn't need hosts to kind of fill the narrative or to drive the narrative or, or even really to tell you what was going on. Like no. it was so, you know, like they were in the pods and they went to an Island or they went to um, Mexico and then they went to a hotel and they, they lived together. You know, that I think that's what, like that was that, pretty much all that they were there for. Right. Right. Yeah. Like in thinking back on it, like watching them as hosts, like, I'm not saying that, like, I don't know who would be a better host, but I think it should have just been one person mm-hmm. or like, it should have been a different couple because they were a little awkward on screen. And I think the one thing that really bothered me was every time that Nick Lachey introduced himself, <laughs> he, 
and it was every time. Like I could probably go back and count how many times he introduced himself, but he would always go, and I'm Nick Lachey, obviously. <laughs> right, right. Like, <laughs> right. right, like I don't how know when the last time Nick Lachey was relevant. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and like maybe like Jessica Simpson, like I know, man, right? That was I, <laughs> I shouldn't be that mean. I shouldn't be that mean. I mean, Nick Lachey, I think he's been around for for a while, and I mean, ever like he's he's a household name. Yeah, he's not like sure. a like an A list like huge. He's on everything, but like he's definitely like everyone knows who Nick Lachey is. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is why he said, and I'm Nick Lachey, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just want to imagine like whenever he meets someone, that's how he introduces oh. himself, <laughs> right? So like, oh hi, I'm Mike. Hi, I'm I'm obviously Nick Lachey, or like I'm I'm Nick Lachey, obviously. Like I want to know how people react to him interacting that way. Like imagine him going up to like a restaurant where he has a reservation, and they're like, <laughs> right. oh, like um, who's it under? And he's like Nick Lachey, obviously. Like <laughs> like that. I feel like that's his default. Yeah. And then like their hosting of the reunion, like it was, it was kind of painful to watch. I'm not gonna lie, like. Because not only was it almost awkward when they were talking to the couples, but like they were kind of just like beating a dead horse with their questions because it's like <laughs> the people like they would already answer their question, but then they'd be like, "Well, like how did that make you feel?" Yeah, like, I think they, there was they answered that. Yeah, yeah, I think they. Like, I think the producers like they wanted to really hit on some storylines, and they couldn't adapt to what the people were saying. Maybe. And that's that's exactly what it was. It was yeah. when they were hosting, they couldn't. It was almost like they were sticking to a script. Yeah, like they had lines that they memorized, and like when the people were actually answering them, it was like they completely blanked mm-hmm. and like were not paying attention to everything they were saying, and then just had like automatic responses that as far as questions. Yeah, well, it didn't feel like a it didn't feel like a conversation. Like I think the really no. well hosted ones. Yes, there's um talking points that they want to hit and you can you can kind of sense like when it goes back to that but it feels very natural yeah. like this felt this felt kind of staggered like um they'd kind of hit one point and then they'd like immediately jump into the next question that they'd been told to ask yeah. and then they kind of talk about that and then the next question yeah it, it was yeah i don't know but it was a great it was show. It was amazing. it was it was really worth watching. Yeah, and I've never had I've never done watch parties for any reality show, but this felt like it needed to be watched. Yeah, in a group. and honestly, like I think it made the difference because, like, I would have watched that show with just Ryan and I, but like, mm-hmm. I think a show like that, like it, you'd need to be in a group because it just you get that like mob mentality of like you're all like wait no like this is not right or like yeah like you definitely like there's certain shows that you need to watch as a group yeah yeah and and i think everyone picked up on different things Mm -hmm. and everyone had different different characters that they really liked and you could play off it was so it was quotable and it was um really memorable so like everyone uh it was easy to riff off of too i feel mm-hmm. like oh the so. whole time like that's basically all of we were doing <laughs> like, right uh, and it wasn't like right. like watching a show like that like it's almost like oh like we're not being judgmental because it's like we're not like actually trying to like 
like when we're watching the show and we're like oh my gosh like what are they even thinking like it's not in like a negative way it's more of just like um, like I cannot believe what I'm actually witnessing right now like <laughs> and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're in like a completely new setting and like they're literally like especially in the pods like the first few weeks like they're just thrown into that and like I could not imagine that social isolation yeah um, I don't know if it was Jessica or someone else but they were on a date for like over eight hours oh really so like you're in a pod for that long like that's a long time to get to know someone yeah like, that's nuts yeah. that's nuts because they they were they were dating and then they were going outside to talk to all the other people about their dates as well mm -hmm. so yeah there's so much gossip i'm sure and i mean we saw some of that on the show but there's probably even more gossip that was being shared outside of the pods than inside of the pods. well because then there is also like so much like there was all the people that didn't even make it through yeah like so like i couldn't imagine like how much drama was actually happening especially in the beginning yeah Ugh. yeah Goodness. but i guess the i guess the the big question is love blind <laughs> i would say it's it's definitely not 2020 vision but it's definitely not <laughs> definitely not uh, visually i would say it's visually impaired it's not blind I'll put it that <laughs> way and like i think that was like that's what made me nervous watching this was the fact that it's called love is blind. Like imagine you go on that show, you think you find your soulmate, like you're, you propose to them or they propose to you and you turn that corner when you go to meet them and they're like, yeah. Oh my God. Like you are <laughs> so ugly. Like I <laughs> watching this, like I got nervous, especially when Jessica and Mark met. Cause I was like, Oh no, like he's not. Her yeah. Type. Right, right. And the thing is, um, I'm, I'm sure they, these people were screened as well. Because, like, Mark, you know, objectively, he's actually a pretty good-looking guy. He just yeah, wasn't, he wasn't Jessica's even that type. Short. Like, right. I think he was, only um, like, he was, like, 5'9". Like, yeah. just because everyone else there was, like, 6'1 to 6'3". Like, yeah, he exactly. Short, but he wasn't short. Right. Um, he was a fitness trainer. So, I mean, he... Really, he, he just seemed like a great guy. It just wasn't... It wasn't the right fit right and like i think on a on a show where you really want to prove love is blind i was surprised um i mean it's made for tv so i understand that you have to cast people and you have to do a little bit of research and try and try and make some couples because you don't want you don't want it to be where no one gets together yeah but at the same time i think that they yeah i think that they didn't throw in enough um normal people maybe like you know they were all generally pretty good looking they were all pretty fit they were all like they all knew how to talk into the camera yeah um, definitely had some training so it wasn't the best test of love is blind for me but because i think um, they should have had like not saying like everyday looking people but they should have had like people of all sorts like i think the only person in there that was really like right I don't, I don't know, because she was crazy, but I was going to say, like, Amber, like, she was kind of just, like, like, she had her issues, like, she came with baggage, <laughs> right, and, like, you found that out real quick, but, yep. 
like overall like everyone on there they weren't yeah like i get what you're saying they weren't just like normal yeah 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 and i think like thinking back on it i when i first heard about the show i thought that i didn't realize that once they proposed that they would also then need to spend time together on a vacation like on a honeymoon and then in a hotel kind of to get get to know each other before they got married like i guess my the way that i pictured it was they would meet in the pods they would talk and then they would decide whether they got married and then that would kind of be the end of the show so i think I, i can understand kind of knowing that they had to meet each other that they had to screen people a little bit more because then the chances of mm-hmm. su- chances of success, it wasn't just about the talking. They still eventually had to kind of like each other physically and and appearance-wise. Um, like they had to be at least like above average. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was definitely, yeah, I, I, I expected the experiment to end after the pods. I was like, already, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's only been a week and this show's over. <laughs> um where are we gonna go from the where are we gonna go from here yeah um and they're like oh you just wait (laughs) we got a full adventure ahead of you (laughs) that's why i'm saying like it was literally a mix-up of love island because it was like they were all just like kind of dating around and then it was like the bachelor because it was like the end goal was like they needed to get married and same with 90 day fiance like it was like you got to see them in their normal quote unquote life yeah. after like going on their vacation and being like, yeah, like there was yep. so much so, to yep. this show. Yep. It was so fast. It was so well done. Yeah. And I think I still have an issue with the way that they ended the reunion though. And they're like, cause this, is, this is what I mean by like, they were kind of awkward as far as hosts. They're like, so like, would you all agree that love is blind? Yeah. <laughs> Like, that was literally the end. Right. And then everyone's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that was a contractual yeah, obligation for sure. that they had for to sure. say that. <laughs> yeah. But I'm excited. if they. I, I hope uh, that they do another season. Um, but any changes that you would want if they did a second season? I think they should do all by people. <laughs> Honestly. Not all by because um, I feel so bad. I forget his name. Um, it was Di- it was Diamond, right? Diamond and um, Diamond and Carlton. Carlton. So Carlton, we didn't even really talk about them. Um, oh yeah, not at all. So they made it through to like they got engaged, but they did not make it to the wedding. And it, as far as like on the show, like all of us watching it, we all agreed it was because he did not tell her that he was bi when they first mm-hmm. started dating, like before they got engaged. And in his mind, it was like, well, like it's my right to say when I want, which is like, absolutely it is. But you also have to take into the account that you're literally going to be marrying someone. And like, that is a, that's a part of your identity. Like they should be aware yeah. of that. Um, so needless to say, they did not work out. Um, <laughs> it was legendary. It, it was a, like she quoted Beyonce in their fight. Like it was, <laughs> it was TV gold. It uh, was epic. It was a great fight. It's a great TV fight. Yeah, like it was. It was intense. And then at the reunion, and it was, it was great because it was Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Because the thing with yeah. Netflix is like, they don't have to, like, they don't have to bleep anything. Like, they can just... Right. They're like, oh, we, we'll get all the licenses. We don't... We do not care. This is TVMA. Yeah, you exactly. say what you want. Like, yep. And, yeah, their fight was great. But the uh, reunion show, that was awkward because he essentially, like, reproposed to her, mm-hmm. but as a friendship. Like, he gave the ring back to her that, like, she threw in the pool. Yeah, I... He threw right, it in no, the pool. he threw it in the pool. He threw yeah. it in the pool, and then he went and got yeah. it after. But like that was weird. Like it was awkward. Yeah, I I couldn't figure out if that was a producer moment or if that was a a genuine him trying to make up for what happened moment. Because I think that Diamond. So after he did that, Diamond I think said something to the effect like, um, "Yes, we can be friends, but I'll never be able to forget that." You know, like what what happened yeah. that day, and I I don't blame so, her. I mean, I, her a bitch, yeah, like... but the fight was horrible. Yeah. You know, it was hard to watch. I mean, it was great for TV, but to imagine being in that moment as them, like that was that was not fun. That was a really bad fight. So and you could tell, like they both definitely were like, yeah, they were embarrassed by it because I mean that was like it escalated right. so quickly. It wasn't like Giannina escalation as far as like, you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, like what the fuck? It was more, it was like mutual, like attacking each other. And it was just like, oh, okay, this is yeah, getting yeah. out of hand. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, I think, I think that would be fascinating actually if, <laughs> if it wasn't just guys and girls, you know, if, if it wasn't like, I think this season as the first season, they wanted it to be a little bit more vanilla, like, we don't want to push the envelope too much. Let's do guys it. and girls. But I'd love to see a second season where it it could be it could be a guy and a guy, or a girl and a girl, or a guy and a girl, and then see what happens. Yeah, because then like, but also the thing I worry about that like maybe why they hesitate is because say if they have someone on there that's like openly gay or like mm-hmm. bisexual, and like if there's another person that's like biphobic or say if even they have someone that's transgender on there and there's someone that's transphobic, like that could be a huge mm-hmm. issue for Netflix as far as like, la- like the lashback from not only like the audience, but like towards yeah. people, which I mean, like if you're, if you have those viewpoints, like not to say that you deserve <laughs> getting attacked on social media, you deserve like, to be attacked. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Like if you're transphobic or uh, it's 2020, like, come on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> On yeah. that note, no, <laughs> it's. I think like I think it would be interesting. <laughs> but hopefully yeah. they'd screen enough. Like if they yeah. if they just threw a little more like seasoning in there, as far as like let's spice it up a little bit. Let's put like three or four bi people in right. there and like see what. Oh yeah, so what what we were it, it goes back to what we were saying before about it reflecting real life yeah. a little bit more. Just just um please uh give Nick and Vanessa a little bit more experience with hosting and just or allow them to go oh, off script off script more i don't i don't know i don't know yeah. what it is but like let them know. loosen up like they felt they felt a little <laughs> stiff like i don't know if it was like they were nervous or yeah like it wasn't like anything personal towards them as far as like oh like i hate them like they shouldn't be hosting it was more of just like they they didn't have like charisma that mm-hmm. usually like hosts of tv shows like that have <laughs> right right but i think it all it, it the, I feel like it always starts off that way. Like I, yeah. I never watched American Idol from the beginning. I mean, Ryan Seacrest obviously now was like 
one of the best hosts in the world but yeah, I don't I don't remember and yeah. I didn't watch the first season but I'm sure he was probably kind of like that too it just mm-hmm. I think it just comes with time and it comes with them yeah so if Nick and Vanessa you're listening also go <laughs> host some more go things host something I don't know yeah. we're just throwing out <laughs> advice or yeah <laughs> something go do some icebreakers like <laughs> go do some open mics just yeah. get comfortable on stage that's you guys got yeah. it yeah you'll be good <laughs> uh, so so i think i think just uh so our conclusion is love is love is yes. visually impaired <laughs> that is definitely is what we're saying that okay is a fitting right. title for that show <laughs> okay <laughs> love is visually impaired <laughs> i think people are gonna think are people are gonna hear visually impaired and they're gonna think Oh, so what you're asking the show to be is a little bit more PC. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, not Love is Blind, but Love is Yeah, I didn't even care. think about that, actually. <laughs> like, kind of, like, ooh, pushing the envelope. <laughs> well, yeah, no, like, I, I, yeah, I don't think Love is Blind. I think it's visually impaired, for sure. Obviously, because, I mean, mm-hmm. every, not everyone on there worked out. I think that's a good place for us to end this week. Do you have any last thoughts on Love is Blind? Because I think that's kind of the general consensus is that it's not blind. It's, it's just impaired. And I would just say Netflix, if you're listening, or anyone from Netflix, if you're listening, let's do a second season, please. Oh, absolutely. I hope you guys are already filming that and signing marriage certificates as we speak. I, I think it's big enough that, that it is. I, 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 have, I have hope that Mary, it's in the works. Please be in the works. Please be in the works. We will see you guys next week. All right. Thank you for listening. So for those of you that are still listening, this is going to be an update on the current situation on the coronavirus otherwise known as COVID-19. Gary, do you have some updates that you would like to share? Trying to pull this stuff up on my phone. Um, okay. It's a, it, there, there's a lot that has changed in a week. Yeah. I think I, I haven't gone back and listened to what we said last week, but the numbers have grown a lot. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I'm, I, so I look at a site called well, worldometers.info. Um, W-O-R- That's the site I'm on. <laughs> yeah, O-M-E-T. Um, so worldometers.info. Uh, you may have seen the site. I mean, it's quoted a lot of media. Um, it's run by an independent group of researchers around the world, and, and they do try to cite their numbers as well. So um, as, you know, as, as best we can tell, these are legitimate numbers. These aren't um, estimates. So yeah. according to that site, we're now at um, 169,610 coronavirus cases that are confirmed um, with 6,518 deaths. So those are pretty scary numbers. Um, you might have heard Italy is completely locked down. We have um, 157 countries that are experiencing at least one case. The U.S. is at 3,782 confirmed cases and 69 deaths unfortunately it's getting i think to the point where we're slowly entering the next phase of what could potentially happen i think overall i'm not saying that we because we were talking about last week like we i couldn't imagine if we were to go into a lockdown but 
as of now it we are slowly heading towards that yeah um because here in california the governor announced that all bars wineries breweries anything of that sort um is shut down uh same thing in illinois and there was another state or it was a city actually that shut down all of its bars um the cdc just issued a suggestion so it's not mandatory as of now but a suggestion of avoiding crowds of over 50 people right and that number has gone has gone down i think initially it was 250 right now california was 250 i think new york was even 500 and mm-hmm. uh very steadily i mean it's the it's the practice of social distancing really that that's the buzzword everyone's talking about now where um really um <laughs> just even even friends uh, the, the idea i guess is you just don't know who people have interacted with um and that's a that's a really scary thought where you uh you know people could be asymptomatic it's no longer just avoid the people that have coughs we're not sure if um if if someone's asymptomatic they can still transmit that virus so yeah because i mean even this week um we're actually doing this entire podcast over skype Right. I think we're both pretty confident that like we're most likely fine because mm-hmm. we've been very on edge as far as like making sure to limit all contact and making sure to sanitize and just like staying on top of everything. But we also wanted to do this almost as like a test for if we were to go into lockdown, like we sh- we're still going to make podcasts. Mm-hmm. We're going to make it happen. Yep. So this is kind of like a trial. Obviously reading updates right now too and Los Angeles uh, mayor is actually closing entertainment venues and gyms starting March 16th as well. Wow. Um, that just came out, right? Then, I think you just did a news yeah. conference. Yeah. And then in New York city, I don't know if we already talked about this, but um, they are closing all of their public schools for up as of now, up until April 26th. Wow. But in a statement, they said most likely it will be the rest of the school year will be canceled. It's escalating. <laughs> it's it's very it's rapidly. foremost on everyone's minds, really. I mean, at yeah. this point, it's inescapable. If you're watching the news at all, it's all about the coronavirus. Um, things have really ground to a halt. I mean, even you know, you think about the the normal distractions that people would have, like sports or a concert or the movies. Um, the ways that people uh, kind of escape the current situation, like um, after a natural disaster or after, um, um, you know, a, a, a tragedy, those options are not really there for people anymore. Um, the sports leagues have shut down um, or been postponed. Um, like Elijah said, the uh, entertainment venues are closed. Social distancing is recommended. So, uh, you know, parties that people would have gone to or concerts you know we we just don't have those options anymore it's really unprecedented yeah i think the thing that's been alarming is i kind of like skimmed over our podcast today Mm -hmm. just to kind of like kind of get like a refresh of what we talked about because it was literally only a week ago so it wasn't that long and like last week it was italy was only a fourth of their country was on lockdown so in a week's time frame, Italy is completely locked down. 
and their cases have skyrocketed. Their deaths are still skyrocketing. Like they had 368 deaths in a 24 hour period this past day, which was like extremely high. Yeah. Um, and not only are they locked down, Spain is in lockdown. Um, was it France? France is in lockdown. Yeah, I think um, what we would think of as the larger European countries or the, the more yeah. the, the Western. There's over a hundred. Yeah. 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 Over a hundred million European citizens are currently on lockdown mm-hmm. between different countries. And different and countries are Europe. preemptively doing it as well. I think I, I saw that yeah. Romania um, doesn't have mm-hmm. as many cases, but they are preemptively taking these measures, which is great. Yeah. And I think I think what's important to point out is um, if you look at the raw numbers and you think of it in terms of the total population of a country. So um, for the U.S., for example, we're probably nearing 400 million people and we only have, you know, 3,782 cases. Um, but I, I think that it's important not to, to, to not forget that, you know, not to minimize that number as a percentage of the population, but to realize that, especially in the U.S., we don't have a lot of people that have been tested. Um, and the measures that are being put in place right now are to prevent people from getting infected down the road. So, yeah, because I mean, we're like we're just now getting to where people are like, there's still people not being tested that need to be tested because they've asked and they have the symptoms, everything, but there's no tests available, but we are slowly getting to the point where we are testing people. So obviously like the numbers, especially here in the United States are going to continue to rise. The fact that state governments right now are taking like extreme measures as far as like shutting things down and leaning towards not saying like oh we're gonna be on a full lockdown but like states are leaning towards that um and i think people hopefully are paying attention to the news because it's literally every hour sometimes every half hour like there's updates as far as like countries closing their borders or like schools closing uh now like there's bars and restaurants and like all these things happening right exactly and, and it's not just, so just and it's not just news stories, you know, like like you said, the mayor of Los no. Angeles, Eric Garcetti, called a news conference at what was it, 9 p.m. on a Sunday or 8, 8 p.m. on a yeah. on a Sunday night specifically like to share information like about a half this. hour ago. Right. Because it, it's that critical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying like fear is good. Fear is not good because it's like it creates this over sense of paranoia. Like the people that are buying all the toilet paper. Like that, in my opinion, is ridiculous because that's taken away from people that actually need it. I get like you don't want to run out of toilet paper, but like calm down and be proactive, but don't be a dick about it. Like don't hoard. I've seen grocery carts of people with like ten to fifteen gallons of milk. I'm like that. Like, what do you expect to do with that? That's gonna expire. Like, <laughs> that's a really good like, point. There's some crazy yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Like prepare within reason. Right. Like don't stockpile so much food that it's all going to go to waste. Cause I'm thinking about all those people that could actually have that food. Yeah. But it wasn't available for them to purchase. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and what's and, really hard is, is that staying rational in times like this, but yeah, um, it's, it's very, and that's important. why like, I'm worried if we do go into lockdown um, because that was also a new update as far as like from last week was um, the president, he made an address basically saying that we were closing off 
all air travel from Europe. And the, since then, it's been extended more. But it was the day after he made that announcement is when, like, stuff felt weird as far as, like, at least here in L.A. Yeah. Like, people were panicking as far as, like, stocking up on stuff. We, we, went, to, we went to a Costco, actually, the day following. And they said that before the Costco even opened, there were a thousand people lining up at the at the door. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and all throughout the day, he said, um, "This was the uh, checkout um, guy." And he said that all the all throughout the day, it was it was busy. It was probably the busiest that he's seen, despite you know the coronavirus fears being around for a while. That that day was the craziest. And when we went, I think the line was probably 50 people deep like if you know costco's are pretty much all arranged the same way with like two major aisles going down either side yeah and those aisles were backed up probably like halfway from the front door to the back so those were crazy lines i think people you know i i think that's when you know it became real and of course like right before then tom hanks announced that he had had coronavirus and then um, a couple (laughs) basketball players had it so, I'm not laughing because he has it. I'm just laughing because it like became a new story. Right, right. At that moment, yeah, like, it it finally hit for some people. I really, I hope, I wish him a speedy recovery. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, he's he's a national like treasure. I, we, there's yeah. nothing to not like about Tom Hanks. Don't scare yourself too much, but also be aware that we are like starting to actually see like the results of this yeah like we're not this is still new as far as like testing and everything like it's still it's a new virus and we don't know the long-term effects and we don't know like how widespread this will become Mm -hmm. i think something that at least makes me like concerned is the fact of how quickly things are being shut down ever since i feel like yesterday it was just like left and right like just announcements from different states as far as like we're doing this we're doing that and like that's the part where it's like okay something's not right yeah so what what's um kind of all over news media these days is that concept of flattening the curve um which you you see that you see that diagram and and really all it means is what we're as a society trying to practice or what the top medical professionals are trying to push is um, a slower infection rate of people so that we don't overwhelm hospital systems like um, like Italy has been overwhelmed. Um, and that means the, the usual steps that we're taking, hand washing, not touching your face, um, keeping your distance from people, not going to large gatherings, um, trying to kind of keep yourself safe and then in turn keeping others from getting infected. That's all crucially important. Um, and I think that's what we see from all these measures that are being taken around the country where uh, mayors and governors and, and officials are saying, yeah, we recognize that as a society, um, it, it it's something that we as a society have to undertake. It's no longer just, hey, make sure that you as an individual are doing this. Do your part. Avoid going out into large crowds. And it's not... Because I've talked to so many people that are like, I'm not going to get sick, or if I get it, like, I'll be fine. It's just take a second, like, take a step back, realize this is not about you. Right. As an individual. Like, this, this literally, and this is me saying this, like, as, like, I'm over here, like, I've prepped and yada, yada, yada. Like, I'm not saying that I'm not worried about getting it, but overall, like, those people are like, oh, well, if I get it, I'll be fine. It's like, 
just humble yourself for a second and realize that yes, you may be fine if you get it, but you could expose it to other people right. and transfer it to someone else that could potentially die. Right. Right. And I think that's the most important part about all of this is do your part. Don't be an asshole. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's all it is. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. It. Like, yeah. Like at the end of the day, just don't be an asshole. Right. That's it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 um, it, it is it is scary to think that if um, if it's not you, it could be someone in your family. And I think for exactly. for people to keep in mind that the mortality rate for the elderly is so high right now that you know it's not. <laughs> think of think of think of your grandparents. Think of your friends' grandparents. Think of you know um, your neighbors that that might be elderly. Um, you may be young and healthy, you may get it and you may recover, but we're trying to keep, <laughs> we're trying to keep others healthy as well. Honestly, like, this is a side note that like, it's still related to it, but I'm like, honestly, like Dr. Is, Dr. Fauci, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Dr. Name? Fauci. Like, I'm just waiting for him <laughs> one day to just be like doing a conference or something. And he's just like, you know what? Screw all of you. <laughs> like, I just want him to kind of just, like, lay it out there to be like, don't be a dick. Stop endangering other people. Yeah. Like, don't be selfish. I know you're an American and you have your freedoms and your rights, but, like, take a second to realize that you sometimes can sacrifice that, not as, like, you give it up altogether, but as far as, like, oh, well, like, I do have the ability to just go home and not socialize with anyone or be in large crowds. Like, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Versus like, oh, like I'm gonna go to bars and bar hop to every single bar. Like, yeah, absolutely. And 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 in in moments like these, I kind of wish like, you know, um, you know, President Trump got elected on the whole idea of not being politically correct. Um, and at some point, <laughs> you know, like you said, I do hope that Dr. Fauci or you know other people in his position can just just tell it like it is. You know, he's 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 being very. Um, he, he has to be very aware of what he says, um, as you know, the top infectious disease doctor in the U S he doesn't want to incite panic, but definitely sometimes I, I want him to just say it the way that he probably thinks he needs to say it. I think it was like four days ago. I was watching an address by him and basically he was saying like, Oh, it's going to be like so much worse. And then he was telling people like, Oh, well, like don't panic, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, you can't sit there and say those things and then go back on it like you gotta like honestly just lay it out there like we're people are already panicked people are already overstocking on stuff like just lay out the facts like we honestly do not know yeah. how many people could actually die from this because we don't like we literally do not know italy and we, since yeah, yesterday really as far as yeah. like because they had the 380 or 68 deaths their mortality rate went from the 3.4 percent which was or no theirs was at 4.2 percent my bad so theirs was at 4.2%, but the overall consensus was that it was 3.4% for like everywhere else. But Italy's mortality rate is up to 7.1%. Gradual change. Within, that was within a week. It raised over almost 3%. It's truly terrifying. Our, our example last week of <laughs> oh 100 gosh. people in a room and four people getting picked out of the crowd. So messed up. And uh, those people, you know, yeah, now... now 
we're yeah. adding so now we're at seven people yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think it's a good idea for us to keep that yeah let's <laughs> maybe we should scrap so that sorry. <laughs> you cannot be part of this conversation anymore because <laughs> actually yeah that's a good a good thing to like point out is like last week we were literally like oh like there was four people in a room like they couldn't come out and now we're at seven people do your part self-isolate so do your part people please do your part please do your part